wake up, buyer payer people. It's a beautiful day. Go grab yourself another cup of joe and say hello to Jim and Michelle Rhodes on the Buy Here, Pay Here morning show. Take it away, you two. Hey, good, good morning, morning, everybody. Happy Wednesday, y'all. Happy Wednesday, y'all. Um, yeah, it is Wednesday. Yeah. It's White Hat Wednesday. Mm-hmm. It's December. It's cold outside. The end. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I, there's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That. Today's a Wednesday. Well, listen, mm-hmm. I'm still running down uh, panelists. I got a few new mm-hmm. names of people to, to reach out to. I'm really struggling to get people i just you know last minute this week trying to find some people for friday but friday's conversation will be a panel on lead management so it kind of ties to what we'll be talking about today mm-hmm. Even we're going to talk today about you know lead handling and the actual mm-hmm. approach to handling leads as in a white hat way in a white hat way yeah right. exactly yep. and you know there is a there's uh, it's an it's an approach. It's an energy that or a, a philosophy and and all mm-hmm. of that that goes is interjected into what your regular lead handling is. Yep. And um, you know, it's if it's if it resonates with you, then you know you, yeah. you throw out the things that don't don't um jive with that approach and and just kind of move forward. But let's 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 talk about the stuff that yeah. we're gonna, gonna get into the banner there. Today. I've got some yeah. uh, some stuff teed up there, but the um. The thing to understand about, you know, first thing we probably need uh-huh. to do is talk about a lead versus an applicant. Okay. Okay. Let's just, let's just Well, today's it. topic is the approach qualifying buy here, pay here, lease here, pay here leads. There's been a lot of conversation, like you just said, about this. And we've done multiple polls over, um, you know, uh, the course of the year uh, that are about this, this subject. And, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, we see, we see a lot of uh, people that, uh, um, you know, it's about getting good leads and is it a good lead? Is it not a good lead? And then, um, all that. So we're going to start with leads versus applicants. Yep. And we've been, um, also working with some clients inside their CRMs and helping to boost volume and boost opportunities. And so, mm-hmm. uh, this is, um, you know, kind of relates to a lot of the work that we do routinely, which is, you know, just meetings I had yesterday, right? And we'll have more. We've got yeah. clients that are looking to, you know, get in the business and looking to boost numbers. And so I think the mm-hmm. first thing to do is just to really break down, um, you know, defining a lead versus an applicant. I mean, let's first just define a lead. Like my definition of a lead is anybody mm-hmm. across any platform, location, that expresses an interest in an automobile or financing. Is that um, is that anyone that's outside of someone that is a lot up to you? No, everybody. A it's even a lot, lot up. up is a okay, lead so as well. everybody ever lead. Okay. I used to use the word prospect. You know, in this uh, today we talk more about leads. It's the same mm-hmm. thing to me. It's a prospective buyer. Okay. So I don't care where we meet them. If we meet them on the lot. I'm not going to count them twice. If mm-hmm. I if I, they originally submitted. An, an inquiry on the website and now they're mm-hmm. on the lot in person. That's the same lead. It's the same person. So my count is just going to be one in that scenario, but regardless of where I meet them and regardless of where they express an interest in an automobile. Now I could, I could remove from that count people mm-hmm. who were looking for a diesel pickup for cash. We don't do that. So I'm going to yeah. count that lead. Yeah. Like, you know, I just, I put them in a separate bucket, but 
I'm really trying to measure if I'm a hundred percent buy here, payer, which most of the people that we work with and that would be mm-hmm. listening to this show or at least heavily buy here, pay here, but we're really talking about analyzing the buy here, pay here lead flow mm-hmm. and how to boost our sales. Yeah. Well, and close more of them. You, you, I'm going to interject. You can't have you you have to measure something in order to have a quanti- a quantifiable opinion or uh you know this is this is what it is that um you know do i have uh like just leads in general so you have to be measuring and i and i say with what we do that is probably foundational before you start um coming up with well, it's they're this and they're that and they're the other. And we had a conversation with Jack Carter uh, a few months ago where he's like, he's like, I always assumed it was da 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 da, and then mm-hmm. I measured it, and it was like, nope. Right. So measure, 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 measure. First thing with uh, you know uh, the leads and the the um, applicants, mm-hmm. um, uh, and you know just so you know, that's something that we do for. Uh, we do with our clients all the time is that that's one of the things that I work on is we work a lot with Neo. And, and so I'll pull in, it's like, where did all the stuff come from? What sold, where did the lead source come from? All of that, but you got to start to measure it. Mm-hmm. So, right. okay. So leads and applicants measuring. So let's, let's talk about applicant though. I think um, <clears throat> before we move away from that one, it's mm-hmm. like thinking about a lead is a, you know, an inquiry, um, somebody who makes a phone call, you know, we list them in our CRM as a, as a prospective buyer, but they haven't yet filled an app out an application. Right. Okay. So now they, they will move to an application. Applicant. So let's talk about this part next, which is when <laughs> is the right time to ask for an app. And, and uh-huh. maybe, maybe before we dig too deep into that, we can refer to the poll I put, mm-hmm. for those of you who be listening that aren't members of the BHPH success group, I would mm-hmm. r- urge you to do that. There's also BHPH boardroom. Uh, this is a little different um, kind of composition, I would say, over there. But the BHPH success group has um, a pretty broad section, you know, wide um, type of, of dealer in that, in that uh, group. And so we would recommend you get in there. And there's, for this particular poll, I only did it in the BHPH success group. And we asked, what percentage of the applicants that you meet, meet your qualifications. I mean, now, what of, percentage of applicants meet your internal qualifications? Right. So it's like, that would be an approved deal. Irrespective of deal structure. So separate separate the deal, the qualification of the cost of, of the deal structure. So that would be price of car, down payment, you know, all those things. Forget but the that application for or the applicant themselves. Okay. Do they meet your qualifications? And and so I I just put a little banner up here to show our um, listener. I didn't put bring the actual poll, but but fifty two percent of the respondents, and there were fifty some odd respondents in there, mm-hmm. so a decent size, um, you know, representation. But they said fifty two percent, or fifty two percent of the dealers said that more than half of their customers qualify. Uh, more than half of their applicants. Mm-hmm. Right qualify just you know not about the deal structure not about the car that they're asking to get in not about the the down payment but just the applicant themselves and that would be job time um residence time you know if you've got like we're not going to touch you if you've got four repos in the last year that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff that it's like the person themselves okay so yeah the actual and this is an interesting part of it too like this whole separate uh, episode or you know for another day we can talk about 
how dealers arrive at their qualification. Like that varies. We hear mm -hmm. dealers all over in you know, different, have different screening methods for the applicant themselves. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think that's one. So in that poll on Facebook, we saw some commentary in there, people hopping and commenting on the thing and it kind of started to blow a conversation. We had people saying that 98% of the customers qualify because we do our qualifying on the lot, which my experience tells me, first of all, in my own mm -hmm. dealership years ago, we used to pretty consistently run about 40% of all the people that we talked to would take delivery. Okay. And that's lead and applicants or just applicants? Well, it's really applicants. We didn't, in my dealership, we didn't take applications until the customer was in the building. So, okay. you know, so you're, you're already, you're really talking about Well, people. and that was prior to being able to text an application, you know, all of that kind of you stuff. Cause text, that was, yeah, yeah that was, um, 2000, the 2005 early 2005 to, yeah. to 11 was basically my years mm -hmm. as a dealer. Of course I was a manager and spent a lot of time in the business before that. But regardless, I think the, the approach here is really the question. Like, like I, the question really was the timing of the application. So mm -hmm. The other piece of this is let's let me go back a little bit and talk about, you know, people need to probably understand my background as it relates to this kind of stuff. So I was a salesperson in a new car store back in 95. I in about 96, I moved into sales management. And in 97, I started managing buy here, pay here and been in buy here, pay here ever since. But as a sales manager, I was also a trainer and a closer. Okay. And I penciled deals at the desk in a new car store. So that's kind of my background is, mm -hmm. and, and we, you know, really professional trainers come in and provide, you know, uh, direction on different approaches. I think the thing that is most relevant and the reason that's important is because some of what I would talk about today would sound like old school approach. And I'm simply going to suggest that when it comes to buyer and seller, you know, prospective buyer interaction with a seller, it's hasn't the changed. Same. It's, it's the same. We're yeah. trying to change it, it. It might be different how we get them to show up on the lot or how, you know, how that, we, but how we interact with yeah. them. And listen, yeah. right, let me just say it right out of the gate. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm totally in favor of technology. I think yeah. the question for us is, you know, in this, in this wave of technology that we're enjoying in our segment in particular, you know, people talk about buyer payers, you know, years behind, the franchise world and all these kind of things in terms of technology. And so we're, we're lucky to enjoy a lot of great technology, great CRMs, underwriting mm -hmm. tools. We've got a lot of, you know, text, you know, text dialogue. It's all wonderful. Now we got artificial intelligence. We can also talk about another time, but it's like, really the question for me is these are still human beings that we're dealing with. So it's really, the question becomes what kind of connection are we making with, mm -hmm. with customers? So that's why I asked about the timing of the application. We work with a lot of dealers. Some of them have a system. And let me quickly differentiate, like between after hours, if it's after hours, then certainly I think, you know, the, the, the action plan or the, the method to respond to a customer outside business hours, we definitely want to lean on technology and keep that conversation moving and make sure they can mm -hmm. um, advance in the process, right? After mm -hmm. hours, that's a different thing. During business hours, I'm simply questioning the timing of that. But I bring this yeah. forward to our clients often and say, why do we need an application if if more than half of the customers qualify? Interesting. Then do, can't we say, you know, of if customers in the building, customers who complete an application, 
customers who make an inquiry at our website, wouldn't we think those percentages would be about the same of all the customers that we talk to? There's going to be a certain percentage of them that likely meet our qualifications as a customer. Forget the deal mm -hmm. structure for a minute. As a customer, they probably qualify. So I'm simply advocating for a method. And we what we'll teach in White Hat Way is something that is more dialogue forward uh -huh. and less <laughs> qualifying. Here's, yeah. here's one of the problems. Sometimes when I train about qualifying, I say, you know, sometimes we call it qualifying, but what we're really doing is disqualifying. Right. We're really I, yeah. trying to make a determination and we're, listen, we're trying to be efficient. Well, it, it also depends on um, the questions asked. I mean, cause there's disqualifying questions and then there's um, curiosity questions mm -hmm. and um, yeah. So yeah. I think it kind of just depends on, on whether or not you're, you know, there's heavy stuff that people ask that are disqualifying questions, which is the moment they get on the lot. They're like, so how much do you have down? Right. Yeah. And, and so yeah. this is part of what we mm -hmm. talked about. And we and so let's maybe take it out of the CRM thing. And let's just talk about that for a minute, the actual customers on the lot. And so this, again, goes back to my quote unquote old school approach where mm -hmm. I, I will tell dealers and dealers that we train even today, I will say, let's be different than the folks up the street. Let's be better than the folks up the street. Here's what we can expect the experience would be like if, and, and it'd be fun experiences to go mystery shop. If I go into a dealership, it's a buy here, pay here. What's the likelihood that in the first two minutes, when I meet somebody, I'm going to be asked about how much down payment I've got, how much job time I've got, those kind of things, income. Mm -hmm. What's the likelihood that I'm going to be asked those pointed questions Okay, so minutes. how does it, uh, you know, uh, especially if, if someone, you're not the first lot they've landed on, they know what the questions are going to be asked. And so they land on the lot and they're like, okay, so I know you're going to ask me this and this and this, how do you handle that? So it's like, no, that's, let's talk about other things right now. Um, a lot that. of times the customers will volunteer. Mm -hmm. Like you, you walk up and talk to them and a lot of times they're going to say, Hey, I'm, I'm, I need help with financing and I'm mm -hmm. hoping you can help me. I've only got $800 down to work with. You got anything that you can help me with 800 down. So that, that will often be the type of conversation early. And if a customer volunteers it, I would say, you know, my approach to that would be, keep in mind, I'm very inclusive. I, I approach every customer as though they qualify. Because like the 98% of them, what we found, <laughs> that they, yeah. they do. Well, and, and even if they didn't, if I invested some time with them mm -hmm. and at the end we got to the point where they didn't, then mm -hmm. I want to spend some time on that part too. Yeah. Well, and let's again say this is the applicant, not the deal. Right. This is the applicant. Do they qualify right. to be able to get into a car? And I'm saying... Mm -hmm. Most of those, you know, in most operations, they're going to qualify based on deal too. We're hearing a lot of talk about down payment. Again, a separate episode. The whole thing about down payment in today's economy is one thing. And then in December, traditionally down payments yeah. have been difficult in December anyway. At Christmas, families are saving back money for the holidays. Mm -hmm. Not surprising. Mm -hmm. And so getting a down payment in December is pretty, just pretty slim likelihood. My question is, isn't that customer the same applicant that's going to be back with 2000 down in February? So it's the same person. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, it's yeah. like we got to, we yeah. got to decide, are we doing business or not? But that's math. I mean, that's just some, some of us, a different poll that we did was surround capital. The, the predominant reason that people aren't doing more volume is because of limited capital. So that's the thing you can't really. It's ca can't it's a cash it. thing too. Um, You know, that it's, it's the cash thing. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, if I'm a dealer doing 
20 deals a month and the difference between 2000 down and a thousand down is a pretty big number. You know, it's mm -hmm. like, can I afford that? You know, that's easy to say, Jim, let's do the deals with a thousand down, but that's just math. Like we can't really hide from that. So we gotta, we gotta work with that. But a, that part aside, if I approach every customer as though they qualify and I'm mm -hmm. just, I'm just helping them and trying to understand their situation and, and kind of getting a better feel for what their needs are in the way of a vehicle and kind of their, their work situation, how far do we drive to work? And I'm just, I'm asking a ton of questions that aren't qualifying questions because I don't want yeah. the customer to inadvertently disqualify themselves because there's, there's, there's us disqualifying customer. Oh, yeah. I can't help you. If you got, if you don't have 2000 down, I can't help you. Have a good day. I can't tell you how many times we've, we've audited, um, uh, like, uh, relationships that, that, that dealerships have with a lead where it's, I mean, it's amazing how mm -hmm. quickly they, yeah, we can't help you. Or, sure. you know, they're asking, it's, it happens so much. Yeah. I, and you know, like how much, how much are we letting leave the lot? Yeah. Um, that, you know, uh, if, if people are saying, I want to grow my business, I want to have, I, you know, I need to, I need to try to get X amount of deals in this month or whatever, mm -hmm. but it's like, how many people are they are leaving the lot that are qualified? Yeah. To be so able to buy. That's, that's really was the point of the poll out there was mm -hmm. to find out, you know, what percentage of the people that you meet are qualified. And of course, mm -hmm. everybody's qualification parameters are going to vary, right? That's mm -hmm. going to be a different thing. But let's, for today's conversation, I want to try to keep it away from deal structure. And I want to just talk about the customer's mm -hmm. qualification. Do they fit our program? Are they, mm -hmm. are they stable in their situation? Have and, they lived in the area a long yeah. time? And this is, this is not on the lot. This, I mean, there, this on the lot is one way. Mm -hmm. So this is someone that, it. that, uh, fills out and I'm in, interested in something form. This is someone yeah. that is, is reaching out to you. You've, they've, they've, um, they've been brought to you through a Facebook something. And mm -hmm. I mean, it's all of the people. Yeah. So I had a fun uh, conversation with a client, uh, I think it was Monday and we were talking about their qualification boundaries and kind of what they, and they're, they have pretty aggressive underwriting. They, they're, mm -hmm. they approve most applicants and, you know, like I said, pretty aggressive and pretty flexible. And, and the dealer asked me the question, like, yeah, what is the difference between, you know, a thousand and $1,500 down? <laughs> and I said, well, about five to 10 sales a month. You know, it's like for their operation, that would be pretty significant. It's like, you know, and he's like, you know, you're right. It's like with the, if we looked back at all the people that we've missed or passed mm -hmm. on, then that would translate into that many more sales. So, mm -hmm. so the point here is just let's look at the applicant. And if we're really playing the long game, which is part of the white hat way, right? Part of what we ask dealers to do is play this long game. And are we passing? So the question becomes, are we passing on applicants mm -hmm. who otherwise meet the criteria and would be excellent customers with us for three, five, 10 years? Yeah is the difference in their down payment. So again, deal structure, different thing. We save that for later. My question today is, would the customer meet your qualifications? And if so, can't we approach the customer differently and not just when they submit an inquiry on our website, we immediately shoot them an app link. When the app link comes back and they say they got 500 down and their credit mm -hmm. score is this, then we don't work them because they don't on the surface, based on the questions that we asked, we, we disqualified them or they disqualified themselves by what? They said they got 500 down when they really got 1,500. 
because they're they're never going to tell you the full amount that they right. do. But you know, one of the things that I loved that you've brought up um, so many different times is, um, you know, it's like if people are coming through a, a form through whatever, they're not shopping for ham sandwiches. Right. They're shopping for a car. They're mm -hmm. shopping for financing. And so it's, you know, that whole idea that, uh, you know, good lead, bad lead, lead it's they're, they're stepping in mm -hmm. in some way for a car, yeah. for a vehicle. And so there's got to be some kind of, I'll tell you, I don't go around shopping for cars if I don't need a car. Right. I don't, I don't go around and, and fill out lead applications if I don't Unless need the, the thing. So the, so, the ham yeah. sandwich thing, that's why I put that on there. It's like, yeah. um, ham sandwiches was, I got it. That's a throwback to my sales manager back in, uh, when I was a salesperson <laughs> working with a new car manager, Maury Richardson, you wouldn't be listening, but if you do, I'm going to credit you for the one uh -huh. who said that to me and, and said, you know, they're, these customers are here. They're not shopping for a ham sandwich. They're, they're here for a car, right? This is a smart alecky way to say these folks are car buyers, right? Yeah. Let's not, they're, they're, they're expressing an interest in some financing in our case and buy your payer. Mm -hmm. They're, they're, they're hitting a link, they're submitting an app. They're not there because you're, they, they're looking for a place to get dry cleaning done. It's like mm -hmm. the, they're, they're there because they have a genuine interest in. And so when I look at that and I say, we have all these inquiries, mm -hmm. call it a web inquiry, whatever you, whatever bucket you're going to put those in that qualifies as lead. And we're seeing our clients closing and we see out on social media, three to 5% of all leads. And that's just scary low to me. Like why mm -hmm. so low? That, that we're not being able to convert more of those applicants. Mm -hmm. And and so my concern is that we're we're disqualifying. And I probably need to separate, like for the sake of our conversation, there are there are some pretty big volume operations that are pretty sophisticated and they're playing a different game. They're like a numbers game, right? They don't they're they're not gonna have the same level of relationship Can with the customer. Can you quantify pretty big operations? Uh, dealers doing you know, even like, even if they're doing a volume of 50 to a hundred a month, you know, or, or beyond that, then they're typically, they're, they're running numbers. Like they, they, mm -hmm. they have, their team is set up differently. And, and I can understand why they're sort of just playing more of a numbers game. They are mm -hmm. going to, they are going to look at applications. They are going to, you know, have a more sophisticated system mm -hmm. and they're going to, you know, maybe working to be efficient and move the customer through the process as quickly as possible. How, what, what do, would you consider the percentage of, of the big dealers versus just the, uh, you know? um, it's small. I, I would say that in terms of count of dealers, mm -hmm. you, you gotta be talking about, you know, 15% of dealers are that okay. size. So we're talking about 85% of dealers are small, are small dealers. Mm -hmm. And that, um, would, would benefit from a approach of I'm, you know, the person is qualified. The minute they they stand on the lot because most of them are yeah yeah mm -hmm. and so I I think really or this is just leads. this is really a a sales process question mm -hmm. and in our buy here pay here environment that sales process keep in mind I've done it I've been I've been a salesperson a sales mm -hmm. manager in both I've been a dealer in buy here pay here so I've I've lived it I mean I just I just know and, and you're going to tell me oh Jim it's not the same as it was back when you were mm -hmm. doing it's it's the same folks it's the same it's the customers are the same yes the way we communicate with them and how we reach them is different the customer that we finance is the same their needs are the same they still want to trust us they want to feel comfortable with the people they do business with mm -hmm. and so I'm simply suggesting and and look 
you don't have to go change your whole process, but it's pretty easy in today's environment to do some A-B testing. You could do yeah. it inside your CRM. You could do it, you know, at your website. There's, there's different ways for a person to be able to test the things that we're talking about here. I'm simply suggesting that we, when we would approach a customer as though they qualify and not just hit them right out of the gate with an app link, hit them right away with <laughs> how much down, down payment do you mm -hmm. have? We're, we're, we're disqualifying some folks, you know, and they're disqualifying themselves. When you ask them for an app link, they're saying, oh, they're going to look at my credit. I don't qualify. I need to go look somewhere else. You know? Yeah. It's like, we, you, you don't know what's going on in the customer's head, but I'm saying the best way for us to get past that there, of course, we're going to ask for down payment at some point in the process. Of course, we're going to ask for an application at some point in the mm -hmm. process. I'm simply suggesting, why don't we test not asking for it right out of the gate and yeah. just get to know the customer and their needs. Let's reach out to them. Let's talk to them and not ask, not make them feel like they're under a hot lamp mm -hmm. in terms of, you know, I need to decide if I'm going to spend another five minutes with you based on the answer to these three questions. It's really, if I approach the customer, if I call them, let me just be a salesperson for mm -hmm. a minute at a buy here, pay here. I get a lead in, I'm going to, I'm going to text them. Hey, are you available for a phone call? Right. Or I'm a, you know, I did text this way. You're probably going to text them through the system. Are you available for a quick phone call or when could, when could we talk? And then, um, if they, are available to talk, then the conversation is going to go a little like, Hey, we appreciate you reaching out. So what's your situation? Are you, have you got another car you're going to trade? Like, I'm just going to find out what's your situation. What are you looking to do? And so I'm going to assume they qualify. Mm -hmm. Why? Because most people do. So I'm just going to assume they qualify and I'm going to start talking to them. I'm going to say, you know, so are you, are you want to try to make your purchase today? I mean, how soon could you come in? And, you know, we can certainly, you know, make, make, uh, help, uh, you know, choose, choose a vehicle, but talk to me about like, what are you, how, what are you looking to, to buy? I mean, does it need to be a car SUV? I mean, what are you thinking? And I, I'm not going to ask them about down payment. I'm not going to, not on the first phone call. They're probably going to volunteer, but I won't be talking to them in that first conversation about down payment. You know, we, we see, because we do an, a awful lot of auditing, um, of different dealers systems, some that are, you know, we've, we've been tracking data for a long time, others that are brand new and it's, it's, not surprising um, that dealers are are uh, using um, uh, AI or things like that to be able to just like get them in the funnel, get them in the funnel, or the you know get them uh, to qualify, qualify, qualify because we only want to spend time with certain people. So you know, I see frequently that um, that someone reaches out. And one of the first things that happens is an application is shot to them. And I'll tell you as a consumer myself, that when, when I will express interest in, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at whatever, if, if, if that were the first thing that came to me, um, that would kind of like, well, I, you know, that. It, does, it doesn't feel good. It it's doesn't. Very it, it's very, very impersonal, and especially when, um, you know, it's one thing for someone to to shoot off a thing for. I want to buy a widget, and mm -hmm. that widget, I will buy cash, or I, you know, I'll pay for it once, and and that. But we're not selling widgets. We're selling mm -hmm. financing. We're selling a relationship for three years or yeah, more. Right. And so to send off an application, it's very, very, very transactional. So much, yeah. Transactional mm -hmm. is the right word. It's like I and and I need to know, and it's it's transactional. It's impersonal, which you know, kind mm -hmm. of the same thing. So it's. 
it's really a question of how do we, how do we get beyond that? So, you know, think about, so one of the things I've started doing with our clients recently is creating a little form that mm-hmm. they can send to the, just, and, and the form really, it would be my hope that we'd be on the phone asking these questions anyway, but it's really just before I even start collecting an application, I just want to know from the customer. So have, have you got a car that you'd be trading, you know, and will you be the one driving the vehicle? Those you know, are not disqualifying questions. Not disqualifying I'm just trying questions. To, it's yeah. help me to understand how to help you and what your circumstances are. And I promise you, there are a lot of customers who mm-hmm. hit your website and then you send them because they've sent in an inquiry. They, you send them an app link. And I promise you, they're saying, I don't really want to send an application. I would rather talk to somebody because my situation is a little different, even though it might not actually be that much different. They feel like it's different or there's some stuff to explain. And we just need to be able to talk to them. And so people are, it's interesting how we see folks just, a lot of the folks that we hire um, just don't want to be on the phone. They don't want to talk mm-hmm. to somebody on the phone. They'll they'll chat, they'll send app links all day long, but they don't want to talk on the phone. And and look, I don't, I don't care if it's on the phone or whether it's a cup and a string or if it's a virtual meeting or FaceTime, I don't care how you talk to them. I just want to talk to them and find out what they're looking to do and how I can, because if I'm a sales professional, I know my inventory. I know my program. I'm the person who can help you, Mr. Customer. Let's, let's, let's talk. Tell me what you're thinking. Let me see what I can do to help because I can help. That computer over there can grade you, but I'm talking about something different, right? Mm-hmm. Let me talk. Let me find out what your needs are and let's, let's go through that and, and help, help me to understand what your situation is, what you're trying to accomplish. And, uh, and let's see what we can figure out. But that's just because I'm the professional. I'm the one who knows the stuff. And I'm the one who can help. And so, so let me back up to one quick thing. We got, when I make that phone call to somebody, you know, are you available for a phone call? And, and if they're not, or, you know, whatever. And I, so I'm probably still going to reach them. I'm probably still going to call them. And I'm going to leave a very genuine voice message that genuinely shows an interest in trying to solve the problem. Yeah. Right. And now I'm going to send another text message. Hey, just left you a voice message. I'm going to go with this. The voice message explains about this link that I'm sending. Right. And so they'll, they'll go find the voice message. Why the voice message? Well, because they're going to hear some authenticity and genuine desire to help in that voice message. That's your computer cannot do that. I'm sorry. We love AI and it's, it's really improving. But I'm sorry. It, it it's a tool. It's not. It's not the. It's not the entire process. You can't give tone of voice. It can't give all the stuff that we know is is real in sales. Mm-hmm. Look, we quit thinking about it as a seller and start thinking about it as a buyer. What is your own buyer experience when you go shopping for an appliance? You know, or pick anything. It's like, you know, there's some stuff you want to learn. Like that, you know. So I'm just saying, as a, when we look at it and we're working with and we're thinking about the consumer experience here, mm-hmm. let's. Let's get personal. Let's let's show them that we genuinely have an interest in helping them solve their problem. Mm-hmm. And I promise you that's going to make you different than the people yeah. up the street. Yeah. Right? And so this is where we got a chance to win. And I think in tough economic conditions, this is even more important that we. People build. are hurting too. Yeah, for I sure. I mean, they're, they're hurting financially. And mm-hmm. so it's like, do we want to, with people that are, are feeling the pinch of the economy and, yeah. and, you know, all the things, you know, we, we, we talk all the time about, we see people that are C paper that are B paper that are falling into C and, and D paper. And it's because of the economy. Mm-hmm. And, and so there's a lot of people out there that are like, ouch, yeah. and just want some 
kindness yeah. and compassion. Can I just, I, we were talking this morning. It, it, uh, I don't know if you guys remember um, when we were looking for a place to live in Utah that I reached out to just, you know, I'm, I'm interested. I'm, I'm looking to find a place to lease. And one of them, I mean, the first thing that she did is she's like, do you have any of this? Do you have any of this? Do you have any of this? Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? And she says, because if you have any of this stuff, then we don't even want to talk to you. Right. And I was just like, okay, I just want to see the dang house. Mm -hmm. I I don't want to fill out an application until I actually like walk the house. Um, and then, then like within 24 hours, I found one that they assumed I qualified assumed we qualified, went toward the house. Everything they said were, was all about, we're assuming that you do. And they're, they're creating an emotional um, connection to the house and to them and just, you know, walking us through the, so like when you have the person come and do your cable, this is where you're going to come and do the thing. And da, 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 da. and then we'd been there for a half an hour and then they slide across an application and they just said two rules. Yeah. No dogs, no smoking. Yeah. And, and which, you know, like we said, most people apply that apply are going to um, qualify for whatever, but that, that was, that's a really simple qualification. And, and, and that came very natural. For me. Wonderful. That, that's yeah. what you would call in, in my sales training. That was called being assumptive, assume the yeah. sale, assume yeah. that the, and so the same thing we're talking about here is like, you're going to be assumptive. You're going to, um, assume this customer qualifies and you're going to approach them accordingly. And, and so people will say, well, man, that's a lot of time with customers who don't qualify. Yep. That's the business we're in. We, that's the business we're in. We take some applications, we spend a little time, we work. And the other question becomes if, and everybody listening knows the answer to this question. If, if I'm shopping at your dealership and you ask me to come up with more down payment, Am I, is it more likely to be a yes or more down payment if, if I have it, like I can do it, if I like the car that I've driven and I like you and I feel comfortable with you as a company, what's the likelihood that I'm going to come up with more down payment? I think we all know the answer to that. Like, so, so I think mm-hmm. that's why I also want to dismiss the down payment thing early. Like I'm going to, there's going to come a time that I'm going to ask for down payment and then I'm going to ask for a trade and I'm going to ask for other ways and I may end up having to ask for a co-buyer. But there's there's a time for that. I, right now, I'm just assuming the customer qualifies. Yeah. I'm going to keep advancing them through the process. And then I want to talk about one other quick thing as it relates to the timing. You know, we're recording this in early December. You know, we talked about, you know, as a, you approach Christmas, it's going to be really difficult to get a down payment. Yeah. So my question really would be, let's just, let's walk through this. If I've got a customer who comes on the lot or is in my lead funnel and I'm chatting with them, and especially if I get to know them a little bit and find out this customer is exactly the kind of customer we want to finance. Plenty of job time, ample income. They seem to be, you know, really good applicants. They're short on down payment. So my question would be, if a customer came to us today and said, you know, with the holidays, best I could probably do today would be about $600, you know. Okay, well, if if I could work with that and if I could help you into a car today, with $600, what's the likelihood that you could do some additional down payment in February when you get your tax refund? What a great tool. Well, because here's the difference. I mean, the customer's well qualified. They're short on down payment. So it's a math problem. Okay. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to take $800 down today and I'm going to put the customer in the car now 
with the promise of a February refund. This makes a lot of dealers uncomfortable. They're scared of this whole approach. You're talking, and Jim, you're talking to somebody who did a lot of it very successfully. So it's not anything I would be afraid of. I'm really just mm -hmm. simply saying, so option one, I do nothing. The car sits on my lot. It's still here in February. And in February, I get 2000 down on the car, but I passed on an applicant who was a very good applicant in December. I could have already had them in that car. So the reason I wouldn't do that deal in December with 800 down, obviously I'm just picking numbers here, but the reason I wouldn't do that deal in December is because it's, it's cash. It's, it's other factors that are ours, not the customer. The customer's prepared to buy. The customer seems to meet the qualifications and it's our limitations that are keeping us from doing business. And so I think this is where we have to analyze that and look, you know, we can analyze that. And a lot of dealers will say, I'm still not comfortable doing it. I still don't like the promise of a tax refund payment in February. So if that makes you uncomfortable, go back and find our, our episodes from the past with tax max and hear how that whole thing works. Mm -hmm. But really I'm just simply saying if the customer meets the qualification and they're a little short on down payment, then, you know, we, we should be able to be creative enough to make that up. Well, there's deferred downs, uh, excuse me, special payments, irregular payments in February. I can even do irregular payments for the next two Februarys, you know? Uh, so whatever, it's like, there's ways to get there. So it's like, if, if the math is, is keeping us from doing business, then we really need to look at that pretty carefully because that's just limiting our ability to do business. And we're passing on customers who are otherwise well-qualified. So I'm just simply saying, let's, let's, let's don't disqualify on the front end. This is this is the white hat approach to mm -hmm. lead handling, treating the customer with respect, assuming they qualify. Don't allow our salespeople to directly disqualify the customer. Them. Yeah. Don't allow the customer to inadvertently disqualify themselves to say, I'm not moving forward because of the questions that were asked, I don't think I'm going to qualify. And so they disappear and quit answering our phone calls. That's the that's that stuff's avoidable. And so, yes, you may invest some time and you may get down to the thing and finalizing a deal and you can't, you just can't get there. Like the, you, you might, that could end up being the result, but I can promise you as a former dealer, I would accept that outcome every time I would be prepared to invest that time to work the deal. There's another thing about this just quickly and we can wrap up. It's like when I do that with this customer and I show respect and I, and I work with them and I, I do the best I can and they can't quite get there and they're a little short enough, but we can't make it work today. What's the likelihood that when the, in two months, when the customer does have the down payment, they're going to come back and do business with me. And, and that's about like, that's not just about, Hey, when you have an extra data to come and see us, that's right. about, you've spent some time, you've developed a relationship they can tell you really want to help. I'll choose it that, every time. Uh-huh. Every time. So this is where I think we have a bit of a disconnect. And look, it's it's exciting. The technology is working for us. And it's wonderful to be able to come in in the morning. We have applications and, and stip links already filled oh, out. Yeah. And shots of driver's license. It's, it's beautiful. I'm simply saying, let's don't let the pendulum swing so far that we are using technology and we're disqualifying people on the front end because, you know, they don't, they we don't work on because they only got 500 down or whatever. So I'm simply saying, let's maybe let's test it. Let's find out, you know, how much, of, and if we do end up working some deals all the way to the end, like were we so busy delivering deals with somebody else that we couldn't make the time to work that application all the way through? I'm just saying that's time well invested. 
And if we need more people to be able to work those applications in that way, I'm talking about winning the customer. Mm-hmm. Now, I may not win the deal today. So we're always going to bring a sense of urgency to sales. We're going to make sure that we're prepared to do anything we can to try to, to do business today. Mm-hmm. So we're going to work hard to make sure we do that. And we work the application accordingly. We're going to treat people with respect. But we also know because we're playing a long game, if it needs to be Monday for the customer, it can be Monday, you know, whatever. It's like, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm playing a long game here. I'm trying to win the customer. And I expect to win the deal. Mm-hmm. Not only do I expect to win this customer, I expect to get referrals from all their friends and family, whether they buy a car or not. And and th- that's the thing is that you you won't be able to get there unless you have a relationship with them. And one of the things that we've seen, we t- you know talk to dealers, it's like, how do we, we don't have a relationship with the customer like we used to. Yeah. So when they are having a problem, once they're getting into the car, you don't have a relationship to be able to have a conversation. Yeah. So if you're, you know, if you're doing the whole thing, just like, you wake up in the morning and everything's there and you've got all the steps and it's just slam dunk, bring them in, get their car, get them on the way. What happens when that person has a problem? They don't know you from Adam. Yeah. Why do we see so many on the, Mm -hmm. that BHP success group that I referred to? Why do we see so many posts every day about, Hey, can somebody help me with repo in Phoenix or can somebody help me with repo? And so on, so like so many repo requests. And like, I I would please dealers. Mm -hmm. A lot of us do a postmortem on charge offs. Please add a column to that. What was on a scale of one to 10, what was our relationship with the customer? And to have something just to define add what that, a relationship add that is. to your so, postmortem. Yeah. And yeah. just ask yourself, mm-hmm. did, did we have any kind of relationship with these people? Did we, were we in a position? Did we have any equity Are with them? Are there any notes anywhere that says, that you know, too. we took, we, we had, they're having a thing and then they're but, doing the stuff but or I whatever. Could, yeah. I could send text message and I could leave a voice mm-hmm. message and I could put notes and still not have a relationship. Like my question is, did we ever establish any kind of relationship? This is our friend, Tommy Brandis, a dealer in Pennsylvania. It's like, um, the create a relationship idea, C-A-R is create a relationship. It's like when, when we don't have a relationship, our ability to solve problems on the collection side mm-hmm. are reduced dramatically. And then that just is going to impact our success, mm-hmm. our, our ability to solve yeah. those problems and keep the deal, yeah. keep the customer with and us. And that relationship starts the moment that they become a lead. Correct. That's when the relationship starts. Mm -hmm. It does not start as soon as they've signed on the dotted line. It starts when they, they step in. Yeah. And I would just Mm -hmm. say, just test it, just Mm -hmm. test it. And if, however you can make the, the controls, you know, the same on both sides. I'm just saying, if Mm -hmm. I were your salesperson, I would be asking for permission to not send the app link right away. I'm not going to send it until I explain to the customer. I've had a chance to have a conversation. Leave at least leave them a voicemail to explain because I don't want to slow them down. I want that to be available mm-hmm. to them. But you don't have to complete the application yet. If you just want to give me a call, let's talk about your situation. Let me see what I can do to help. And then you've got the application link there when you're ready. It's there in your phone. But but I'm just saying I don't yeah. I don't need that yet. I don't I don't need that information yet. I'm not. We're not, we're not at the qualifying stage yet. I assume you qualify. Uh, this is going on in my head. Right? So, <laughs> so, so much. This is, uh, it's a fun thing to talk about because yeah. we just don't get a chance to really explain it fully often enough. Yeah. And so I think this is something that our industry, you know, we just know that dealers who are white hat dealers are going to kind of bring this approach and they're going to, they're going to find more success mm-hmm. and they're going to find that not only do they get more, not only do they win more customers, they're better 
customers. They stick better because they they have a relationship. Yeah. Two things. Most of them will qualify. Other thing, relationships start the moment they step in. Now, if you want to join our conversation on Friday, if you're a Mm -hmm. dealer, Uh uh, please reach out if you want to be part of our panel on Friday. I'm going to be texting and making some more phone calls today. So we're going to try to bring three dealers to you on Friday. All right, everybody, have a great Wednesday. We will see you on Friday and uh, not very many shopping days left. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, all right. right. Don't feel like you need to get something expensive from me. (laughs) 